Well, Sandra, thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, smart women, smart, strong women, that's what we're talking about today. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's a privilege to be with you. Well, the fir- you know, the first thing I always want to talk about when I'm talking to these smart, amazing women, which you're one of, I've looked, been mm-hmm. looking at your website, and, of course, we have the common bond of knowing a really smart woman, Jean Harper. But, you know, there's always a personal reason why people get into the business and the, or the career or the passion, the purpose that they, they, that they find themselves in. So your personal story probably in, in many ways can be more inspiring probably than anything you'll probably say today. But how did you get in this business of being a courage coach and your book, the book Courage, and, and where does this all come from? Well, I always uh, tell that signature story that this is a fascinating, intriguing story that nobody has ever heard before, so we'll make it about 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Those are the best kind. (laughs) Uh, Well, um, I moved uh, with my fiancé from California to Colorado to start our lives here and and to marry, and five months after we moved here, he decided he was not committed. So I always tell people I was dumped, but I had a lady tell me one day, kind of grabbing my sleeve, honey, you shouldn't tell people you were dumped, you sound like a victim. And because uh-huh. my background as a coach with Newfield Network uh, is around linguistics, I always say, well, I'd like to cle- clean that up. I was dumped, but I'm not a victim. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's not a fascinating story. But in that dark night of the soul, a voice came to me that says, well, you just need courage to reinvent yourself again. Yeah. And yeah. I said a few sharp words back, like, yeah, I've done it many times before, and I'm not in the mood to do it again, because right. I had no friends, no family, didn't know what I was going to do, didn't have a job, had to uh, take my IRA, close it out early, pay taxes and a penalty hit, but oh, wow. started um, my own business. And then the voice said, and then you need to write, you need to do research and write a book and awaken women to the feminine behaviors of courage. And that, I said, was a cosmic joke because I was not a writer. Yeah. And um, two years after I had been in Denver then and my life settled and I started my training and consulting company, I said, okay, what is that industry about? And then that's when I started my research and mm-hmm. investigating, um, do women recognize their feminine courage? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and women speak, as, as, as I was talking to you earlier, that is really helping women to find their voice, no matter what their age is. And, you know, you know, when we start, let's just talk about strong women, because I think, uh, you know, and, and I mean, my background, I've worked with women for over 20, 25 years, and I've talked to women of all ages. But again, you know, I really find, you know, working with women that, uh, you know, strong women are still people. Women have difficulty with each other if they're strong, uh, you know, or men have trouble with women if they're strong, you know, because sometimes uh, they see strong as overbearing. They see strong as being somewhat bitchy. But, but what is that about for you? I mean, what have you found? Because, again, I still find that with women because, again, I work with lots and lots of women. Well, I, I, you know, the word strong, bold, uh, aggressive, bitch, whatever, you know, whatever we do to define a, quote, strong woman uh-huh. doesn't necessarily mean that she perceives herself as courageous. And, and that's important to know what I mean by the word courage. And I try to awaken people, not just women, but people, to the etymology of the word courage, which is medieval old French courage, meaning heart and spirit. So uh-huh. even a strong, bold, aggressive woman, whatever label we want to put on her, 
can still um, get off track, can still swallow her voice, can still sell her soul, and can still turn a blind eye and live in denial, can still fall into a pothole and take years to get out. So when, when when we place these kinds of things, my research finds that there's no correlation between age, education, ethnic background. One lady said to me, well, maybe the women are all divorced. There was no correlation in that. So if we can get away from really... Um, the label of, of strong, it can leave many of us out. And when I've asked what I perceive a strong, to use your words, a strong mm-hmm. woman, does she have courage? Many times, like most women, is she'll hesitate and say, well, um, you know, I, I'm sure there are times that I have where a courageous woman doesn't skip a beat and says, yes, it's a centered yes in her heart, or absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, but um, let's take it a step further because when I when I talk about strong or I talk about uh, women feeling capable, I, I I think about self worth, I think about self esteem, and I think those are the things that sometimes, as you say, get confused between those words. That self worth and, and self esteem also gives women, uh, you know, a better chance or a better opportunity to use their voices and, as you say, become courageous in in who they are. So, I mean. In our society, though, what what do you think, though, again, women are, even today, young women, I mean, the role models that young women see every day, I mean, of course, you know, you walk to the checkout uh, counter to, in, the, in the grocery store or, or department store or whatever, but the magazine rack alone is just, you know, filled with lots and lots of women and lots and lots of pictures that young women uh, and young girls look at, and then the comparisons are are really you know very difficult for young young girls and young women today, you know because the compare how can we possibly look and act and be like some of the women that are women that are constantly put in in our visuals as far as what we're supposed to be like, especially in the United States of America today. Whew, okay, uh, that was a lot. Um, I'd I'd have to say that anytime the ego goes into comparison about what we we are supposed to look like. Um, we're already in deep trouble as con- compared to being reflective and going into what I call courage-centeredness and reflecting about who we are and what we want to manifest in our own life. And with regards to self-esteem, um, yes, some of the women out of the over 750 survey forms that I collected, only 11% of women perceive themselves as courageous. Mm-hmm. And, and I have qualitative analysis on, on why that is. Um, so many times even someone with, um, I have very good self-esteem and confident, but I can still have self-doubt uh, filter in through chatter that goes on with the ego, uh, undermining maybe you know what, what I really am. So for, for young women or any age or even the boomer generation you know, wanting to stay younger, whatever it may be, there's still a place where we need to draw back into finding out who we really are so that there is actually peace and self-fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my work, the antithesis of my work, and the battle of it, one of the hindrances that I have in launching my message is that we look for the sensational, the amazing, the tragic, the scandalous, uh, glamorizing the superficial, uh, what I call the headlines, the TV. My work is around the footnotes. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, and I and I can sure I can sure see that, and I can sure appreciate that. But but again, uh, you know, again, I've done research also over a thousand women surveying them. But the point is, is that oftentimes women role models and women and you know you ask them why they believe or what their belief system and their attitudes where their attitudes come from and it's often based on their relationships with other women such as a, a mother uh, a, some mentor in their life you know I mean typically if you find someone who's been successful say a woman who does say for for example a woman who is who is courageous who is not filled with self-doubt who's not filled uh, who has self-esteem and, and good self-worth you know, if you ask her typically, you know, why are you, why do you believe yourself to be, you know, have these, this persona and this belief about yourself as, as far as your value and so forth? And they said, well, you know, I had very, very positive role models. I had women in my life that were, uh, that were, that were, uh, that showed me how to, uh, strong work ethic, who, who basically, you know, had a voice, who, who were able to, to function in society with, with passion and purpose. And, you know, and, and nine times out of ten, these were the women that really were probably, I would say, more successful in a lot of areas of their lives as far as relationships, careers and and as far as excelling in, in whatever pursuit uh they chose to to take on so i mean is that kind of what you're saying too that these again courageous role models lend themselves to women becoming more courageous as well well what i find with only 11 percent of women perceiving themselves as courageous that the women that you're describing would most likely not identify themselves as courageous and what my research actually confirms as to what courage is and what courage is not. Okay, so what is courage? Because I, I again, maybe we're, maybe it's it's a verbiage that we're we're, you know, maybe we're saying the same thing but in, in a different way. So maybe maybe that if you can clarify that for me. So well, in your mind, if a woman is courageous, what how does she appear? What does how does she behave? Well, when a, when a woman is actually courageous, she actually can, first of all, ex- just simply, this is really simple stuff, accept the word and recognize it not to be something big, something heroic. Uh, yes, of course I've saved a drowning child. Yes, I run in front, uh, into sure. a house that was on fire. All right. the things that society says. But yet she can take very simple defining moments in her life and say, you know, the time I moved to, for example, for me, the time I moved to Colorado took in, and stayed instead of moving back to California took enormous courage. It took enormous yeah. courage for me to start my own business. It took enormous courage for, for, for me to do whatever. And she's able to, to understand the stepping stones in her life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And as I say, when Oprah's producer called me to be on her show called The Amazing Stories of Courage, when my first book came out, um, I, I would have been embarrassed today, Dr. Nancy, if I would have been on that show because the producer forwarded five interviews, uh, both, both genders, and they were all horrible, horrific sad stories that I would never want to have happen to me uh-huh. or anybody else. But that's what our culture seems to do. So when, when the few women that you're saying, um, you know, actually become mentors and there are mentoring programs, that's wonderful. But there is also a feminine way. And I will sh- confess to you that one of the uh, issues in my second book is actually around woman's inhumanity to woman. 
that oh, yeah. I, yeah. I hold well, and We accept. could talk about that. Whole, yes, I, yeah, I agree. We could talk about that for another hour if we needed to. But, uh, okay, well, so, all right, so... So courageous women, and and okay, let me let me see if I'm understanding you because I, I'm I'm again gleaning it in a, in a in a different way. You know, one of the things that we talk about women, especially as they're growing older, is that reinvention, is finding that voice, is, and that that passion and purpose, and continuing to grow and to to become. And sometimes you have to be uncomfortable. And this is what you're saying: being uncomfortable and working through that, and and having the courage to to continue to reinvent, the courage to continue forward when when there are obstacles or when there are barriers. Which, of course, we know as uh, I, I again, I've met up with many barriers because of my own uh, career and, and as a psychologist working in different areas. You know, the, as you said, gender gender differences, uh, pay differences, uh, again, expectations, the differences between men and women in the workplace, having the same job, but those barriers and those obstacles that they, in fact, uh, which you have talked about and which I have, again, passed, surpassed and gone forward and not let me let, let them stop me from, from, being, uh, from obtaining the goals that I want. Well, certainly rein- being able to reinvent, which is what I did in my uh, silly little story, that's what I did was reinvent myself one more time. But I think one of the most important issues and that I found, no matter that I have 13 years of original research in this field, it doesn't really matter about, about me. It's whether or not the woman is willing to give herself permission to claim her courage and to claim this big word yeah. that we that we in our culture um, makes it very very difficult um, for for particularly for a woman to be mm-hmm. able to say yes I have courage yet I can go to a finance luncheon where it's eighty ninety percent men and this right. just happened recently sat down in a table uh, where it was all men and the, and a man sat down with his friend and said yeah you know she has such courage she did blah 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 and I thought well, gosh darn it, how can men use this word so easily and, 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 and refer to a woman about it? But I'd bet you anything that if that man, and he left earlier, else I would have done this, mm-hmm. that if, if that man went back and asked that woman, do you have courage that the chances that she would say yes is very, very rare? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we discount our own behaviors. We discount what we do in our lives. So it, it, it and, and, and that's why I always, you know, and it just happened actually at a keynote speech that the man said that my wife's very courageous. And I said, would you go home and ask her, honey, do you have courage? And I'd be willing to adventure a guess that she will, she will not say absolutely yes. So we women do not recognize our everyday yeah. actions as, as significant. We discount our stepping stones. Right. Well, and, and and I and I agree with that. I I would not doubt that, and I would not disagree at all with that statement. And and uh, you know, and again, maybe a different way of reframing that or restating that. What I what I tell women also is that they you just don't toot your horns enough. We don't talk about uh, who we are and what we do in a positive fashion. You know, I, I mean, I've gone to social networking, which, again, is an opportunity for women to really share what they do. And, and, and of course, that's a great opportunity to connect and to partner and to collaborate, which, I'm, which I do very, very much with many women. But a lot of times women do not even tell you who they are or what they do. 
And then to me, it's and when I stand up in front of women, I said, "Women, you've got to you've got to learn to toot your horn more. Talk talk about who you are, what you do, because you're excited about what you do, and you're excited about who you are. And and I think that's something men don't have a lot of trouble with. You know, you get the pedigree, you get the you know the the ninety yards. But a woman, you're you know, you, she may leave the room and you say, "Well, who was that?" And she goes, "Well, she's uh she's the attorney general or something." And you're like, "What?" You know, I mean, I think that's the case that maybe that's part of that courageousness is being able to say, this is who I am. Well, I I would take it another thing. How about the women asking probing questions, asking what I call you questions and, and asking, tell me about you. I met a man who I just briefly met at a business luncheon on Monday. Uh Now he happened to have a, a psychologist as a background and I was stunned when we sat down and he says, I want to know how you got here today. Tell me about you when you were five years old (laughs) and and, and where you were born and Uh how you got to where you are today and being Uh the courage expert. I was stunned. I couldn't remember the last time someone had asked me, tell me about you, starting Uh at five? You've got to be kidding, you know. So to me, instead of, yes, women tend not to toot their horn, but we don't allow each other to toot our horn. We don't have the space. We get into judgments and all sorts of things. So we don't make it in our sisterhood easy for us to do that. So I always ask probing questions. I always ask you questions and draw it out from a woman so that I can learn about her and have an interest. And generally at the end of that conversation, yes, it's been one-sided, and I choose to have it to be that way because I think there needs to be a comfort level for us to talk about ourselves. Okay, I, and, and I I think that's ac- that's excellent. That's absolutely wonderful because you're right. That's that's when the, you can actually end up having a conversation because then after you're finished the, asking the you questions, then they can they, you've also allowed them or opened the door for them to ask you the questions back to you as well, which I which I agree. That's well, you know, women are we we are communicators, and this is what's amazing to me is that you know you talk about that we're relationship we we are relationship builders. We're great communicators, but but oftentimes during the the probably <laughs> probably some of the greatest opportunities are lost because we don't use those skills. Right, and 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 we don't really support each other to be able uh, to do that, and, and so that to me is one about. It, it, can you imagine the collective power of feminine courage? And what that would what that would mean if we treated each other in a way yeah. of a sisterhood that was taken back when we when we shifted from a matriarch to a patriarch. Oh, I mean yeah. that's really the lost energy. And when I say energy, I don't mean who can do a cartwheel in high heels. Sure. What I'm saying about the the word energy is that the word virtue in Latin means energy. And and courage just means how can I Stay true to my my purpose here, my my vision on my journey without getting off base. For example, right. if you think of um, the man sitting in front of a radar who's managing the space shuttle, if if that if that space shuttle is off just one degree, oh my goodness. So what I try to do is to bring people back to the centerness that keeps them on track as true to the heart and the purpose of their 
their being. And, and if they fall into, I write about Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz in the first book, and if you fall into a pothole, we all do. The issue is how long does it take you to get out of the pothole? And did you take what I call courageous action? Because courage is about taking action. And I always ask women, what can I do to help you? What is it that you need? What could I keep my ears open for you? I find, to be honest, Dr. Nancy, I, like with this man on Monday, he's given me now so many referrals, so many introductions. And can you imagine if we all did that for each other? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, a I, breakdown. That's a breakdown yeah. with women because yeah. we do get into research says from my friend Dr. Gary Namey of the Work Bullying Institute, he said that 70%, he said that that majority of women who bully in the workplace, their focus is 70% women, their yeah. own gender. Yeah, the bullying is a, is a huge problem. And, yeah, I've, I've interviewed uh, women that just wrote a book on women and bullying. Yeah, it's absolutely it's absolutely. Uh, it, so the it's, feminine, it's a shame what we do to each other. I mean, it's, yes. there's no uh, we should we should be spanked for the many things that we do to one another. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So so, feminine, so what, so what is that about though? Let's just let's just see if we can, you know, what why is it women feel they need to punish other women for being successful? Well, you know, I'd rather stay, you know, maybe a little bit on the positive as to what courage, feminine courage, really looks like. But I I, it, I write about it that it goes back to the burning period of on that absolute day that we went from a matriarch to a patriarch. Yeah. It's in our DNA, and I feel we need to confess that we do it, we need to purge it, and we need to stop it. I agree. And when well, we do I, that... I actually, talked to a, I was actually talked to a biologist, but she'd all, she was also a fitness expert who'd gotten into it. She says it really goes back to uh, the mating. It goes. It's a DNA, basically, uh, the survival of the fittest to to find the the strongest, the best mate. You know, and I mean, it was it was kind of an interesting thing that I started to think about that. Yeah, you you've got to you know to get the best mate, you have to to fight off the other females, and and <laughs> that at some level that's still going on. Well, and, I I, know, I mean, eliminate my, the competition, so to speak. Well, I mean, if you can imagine in the matriarch. And you were a midwife, meaning you, Dr. Nancy, were, were, was the doctor in town. Mm-hmm. And I was your herbalist. You relied on me to get the herbs to provide you to right. be that midwife, that doctor. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you, women, uh, women could no longer go into medical school. I mean, I'm kind of fast-forwarding in history. Right. But it was just strictly women. When when those women were taken, when we went from the matriarch to the pa- patriarch, what is the term I always forget, to the nth degree or whatever, there, there was actually a machine that tortured women. So let's picture they're torturing you. And they go, who else, Dr. Nancy, is it? And you go, well, Sandra. And then they came and they got Sandra Walston to come, and then they tortured me. And, it's a, and I agree with your other guests that it is part of our DNA, but mm-hmm. we were not always that way. We did own real estate. We did have our, our belongings passed on to our daughters, back right. even to the time of the goddess time period. But the most important for a, woman, for a woman today to claim her courage is to begin to be an observer about right. who she is and how often she sells her soul yeah. during the month and, yeah. and, and how often she swallows her voice. And, and does she allow elements of deceit to penetrate her life? Does yeah. she turn a blind eye to denial? And I always say that denial is saying no to courage. How often on that, on that journey is she hitting the bullseye? Most people are not even hitting the target. And there's an article on my website called um, 
hit, how women hit the bullseye with courage every time. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, people don't even hit the target, much less yeah. the bullseye. But, and, but, but Sandra, I, I do agree with you that the more times that we we again uh, tell tell the uh, tell the other woman, you know, it's not men that are keeping you down; it's other women that are keeping you down, or you're keeping other women down, and you need to do something about that. That you know that you do get this kind of a not necessarily a deer in the headlights look, but almost like, well, yeah, maybe you're right. So I think it's not. I don't, sometimes I'm not sure that it's at a conscious level, but that, it, as you said, uh, in the DNA and at that unconscious level, that part of it is once you once we bring it to the surface, then then you can really do something about it. Okay, let's talk about this because you know you talk about stuck thinking, but I call it stinking thinking. What is it? What is the thinking mode of women that get them? that get them in trouble what is it what is it you find that as far as that particular thinking style or those thoughts or those things that that rummage around in there i know what what i i hear but what do you hear from women that kind of get them in trouble as far as their thinking you mean thinking about not having their courage you mean or well just you know you call it stuck thinking i call it stinking thing things oh oh really... what what oh the issues around uh yeah what, what, what are, are some of the thinking? issues Okay, I'm not well, the, this. I'm not strong. I'm not what. What is it? What do you hear from women? Well, the the issues around what I've trademarked for stuck stuck thinking is that there are 12 obstacles to courage with 12 complementary courage action skills to overcome them. And so when we talked about the example um earlier about um a woman having good self-esteem and being strong and mm-hmm. what I call all the typical kinds of uh, of, of labels, even um, strong, high executive women that I've coached, courage coach, is that there I still hear in them self-doubt that will go that will happen. So within regards to such a self-doubt, many times we just need to establish higher standards. So you, you, when you identify your own impediments to your own everyday courage, you also begin to find the solutions to your stuck thinking. So some of those uh, obstacles would be intimidation. Is there a boss or a situation around where you're intimidated? Are you stuck in inertia? Many times in inertia, it's, it's that we've lost that strength and determination because maybe that, to use your words, the strong woman has just lost her job. In the publishing industry, uh, veteran editor women of 30 years with New York Times bestsellers under their belt were let go. And I can't imagine that self-doubt didn't sink into them wondering, my gosh, what happened here? Or maybe they got stuck in their thinking and inertia. So stuck thinking is really the scripts that we hold that keep us stuck in that's, and, and as a psychologist, you know this better than, than I do, but what I've studied is I see it like Groundhog Day. We yeah. just keep doing it over and over and over, right, and we right. haven't become... Well, they're, they're inoculating themselves over and over with negative self-talk is basically what we call it. Well, it's, it's, the, it's not just... It's the scripts that probably could go sure. back to what grandmother said to me or my sixth-grade teacher said sure. to me. I'm not, you're not bel- pretty, you're not smart, you know, you're, or you're, you're, you need to be smart because you're not pretty, and so, you know, different things like that. But, I mean, yeah, you're right, these you or I statements that women often... And, and again, exposing... I mean, bringing those to the surface is one... One way to definitely get out of stinking thinking, or you call it stuck thinking. 
Okay, so part of it really is is giving women the courage to claim themselves, and I, you know, claiming yourself. You use that in your book, and I really like that. But claiming yourself and claiming who you are is is probably probably a great step just in itself to to going forward for many women with their courage, isn't it? Well, that was um, that was very a very interesting experience when. My first book came out, and I had a lot of ego attached, not a good place to be. Yeah. I, I was thrilled. Um, I was proud. Random House had picked me up, blah, blah, blah. And I was invited to a conference with the top executive women for IBM outside of Manhattan. And I got there, and I, 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 I was nervous, and I was still a rookie around my research. I think I only had like maybe four or five years at that time, and now I'm at mm-hmm. 13. And 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 I, I look back at that, um, and and it was actually somewhat um, humbling or humiliating because the next day, a woman very gently out of the group of the international executive women came up to me, and she said very gently and softly, "Sandra, don't you think that first you must be willing to give yourself permission?" And I and that hit me so hard because. I realized my arrogance. I realized that, yes, it was part joy of being published and the years of research and hard work and sacrifice. You talk about an element of courage that most mm-hmm. people won't do as sacrifice and self-discipline. And I realized then that no matter how much passion I had, how much research I had, how internationally published I had been, it did not matter unless that woman was willing to give herself permission to declare and I call it a Declaration of Courageous Intention, the mm-hmm. DCI, her permission to give herself to herself permission to claim her courage and to define what she'd been that, and then to start courageous conversations with other women. Yeah. So yeah. one of the icebreakers that I do is I ask people, what is the most courageous step you've ever taken in your life? Uh-huh. And, it's, and what you'll find is that the stories are always the footnotes the everyday examples, not the ones that will make Oprah's amazing stories of courage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I like that. The permission is very, very, is so very, very important. Well, you know, let's talk about daughters just for a minute. But, uh, you know, I have interviewed uh, several different psychologists also about, you know, raising strong, capable daughters. And I think this is something. I have three daughters. I have seven granddaughters, by the way. So, I'm not. I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm supposed to be doing this, really, to help empower women. Because that's what I've been doing ever since the beginning of time, uh, as far as my research and what I've done uh, in my in, in my uh, uh, attempt and in, in my uh, hopefully to help women to help them. I'm I'm about women helping other women. That's really what I'm mm-hmm. about. But but they said that one of the ways, one of the things that really can help young girls also is to not only have strong role models and mentors, but to also go to girls' school. Like Hillary Clinton, for example, went to Wellesley. She went to a girls' school. They also said that girls that are in sports, because they learn team sports very, very quickly. That's something that women, as you said, if we can learn to play together and work together in in a team fashion, then we can actually really start to help to empower one another. And I think this is where that courageousness and that that positive self-esteem uh, really starts to play into again the whole the whole concept of really helping girls to learn early on to claim their power and and to give themselves that permission. Would you agree with that? 
Well, well, sure. I mean, all, all of that is true. I still, I still feel that what I have found in, in, in groups across the country of men and women is that um, I, I ask them, how many of you grew up? I always say this is my opportunity to be a jerk. And I uh-huh. love being a jerk. Yeah, and they look sure. at me like, what? <laughs> and, yeah. um, and I said, how many of you grew up, uh, wh- whomever raised you, your environment, with some, uh, learning some virtues? And, of course, everybody raises their hand. And I said, well, tell me some. And somebody will, you know, say, well, honesty. And somebody else will say integrity. And uh-huh. once in a while you'll get something different like tolerance or whatever or grace, but rarely. And then I'll say, how many of you genuinely naturally heard the word courage when you were growing up and no one ever raises their hand Mm -hmm. so the first and most simple thing to do is to start using the word at home and define it so for example learning to speak up maybe to a classmate is is important Uh, learning to take a risk in something that you don't think you're very good at maybe math or history um, learning, uh, learning to show your self-esteem and confidence by standing in your values and convictions. And when a parent or a boss or whatever can take what's on my uh, source wheel that's on my website and define the 12 behaviors of courage that came out from my research and to be able to st- distinguish in their language those 12 behaviors, then we will be able to pass it on to our daughters, our nieces, the girl next door, and not make this word such a big word. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I definitely agree with that. That's that's wonderful. Well, you know, we could talk about the glass ceiling that's still there, and we could talk about the gender differences that's still there. We could talk about the Walmart uh, case that's pending with the gender differences in money. We have some we have some work to do, and I think that's the the thing that's uh, you, you know, you and I are not out of a job yet. There's no doubt about it. We we still have much more work to do. But but again, we are finding more and more women with like. Uh, you know, with likeness and that, with uh, with our common voices, we can really make a, a huge, uh, huge change as far as women helping women. Because I truly believe, Sandra, that you're absolutely correct that for women to to get back to that uh, to that place in society and in, in the world that they are, uh, you know they're at the top of their game and they are courageous and they are have lots of self-esteem is that we have to be women helping women to do that and to really uh, to help uh, empower one another there's no doubt about it you but, know it it really to me the bottom line is that it, this is really very simple if you become an observer of who you are and how you treat people particularly since our focus is uh, in this interview and conversation is around women and to begin to look at do you how often do you use you you know what are you doing how can i help you um send words of encouragement let the woman know that she is special and valued let her know send a thank you note for appreciation mm-hmm. do the things that show what i call where courage meets grace it is really very simple because it is about taking action. But most of our culture wants things to be a complex matrix that you've got to scratch your head and think you've got to be smart to understand it. What took down Enron, WorldCom, Tyco, and organizations was not because they had hired dumb people. 
it had to do with the lack of courage. And, and then we had highlighted of the three women who show an extreme example of courage. They were whistleblowers. Yeah. But those extreme stories don't need to be our stories. I don't have one. I don't have any, you know, what we look for is if I get up and give a keynote, I say I've had breast cancer, uh, my husband divorced me, and my son committed suicide. And, and those are horrible, horrible things. But that's not going, that, that isn't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about did you, how long did you stay on a job where you had a toxic boss or a job that just didn't make you happy, where you went home and had two martinis or gained 25 pounds? How long did you stay in that situation? Or did you take action to redo your resume, maybe get a certification, ask, find a mentor to help you? What should you do? How long did you stay stuck in that situation? Or did you, did you have take what I call the courage action to move forward. That's the simple kinds of things that I'm, I'm talking about in our mm-hmm. journey because I'm just an everyday woman yeah. trying to yeah, do the same thing. That's, 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 a, that's a wonderful point. I absolutely agree with that as well. Well, you've definitely, you've definitely uh, you know, I'm going to start using the word courageous in, in, in much more of my, of my vocabulary with women because it's, it's right. In fact, women speak, it was about courageous women uh, speaking, speaking out. So we, we, I think we are on the same page, and I really agree with everything that you've talked about today. And, and your book, I think it's, it has huge value. It's in your website. There's lots of common sense. And I mean, I think that very practical common sense approaches of, of helping women very, very quickly to, to really kind of sort through it and, and to begin that conversation with themselves and other women about how they can be more courageous. So, uh, yeah, thank and, you. and thank you for reviewing my website. I, I'm so pleased. I just changed it to SandraWalston.com about two months ago. So I'm still, I'm still like, okay, is the website working all right it's, or not? It's uh, working, and it and it looks good. And like I said, thank you for taking time to look. You're coaching. You're consulting. Uh, of course, your book. Um, Courage. We'll just call it courage. That's the one they want. We want them to go by is courage. We want them to have the heart and find spirit their of every woman. Yeah, courage for every woman. Absolutely, the heart and spirit of every woman. Because the heart and spirit is is what uh, the etymology of courage actually means. Is heart and spirit. Absolutely. Well, yeah. you've got a you, Sandra, have a lot of heart. And, Thank and you spirit. so much. There's no doubt about it. But okay, so where can they find the book? And where, uh, of course, your website where they can find more about you and and uh, so they can connect with you as well. Where do they go? Well, if they, you know, what I find is um, that if you really want to support the artist today and not Amazon, where the artist does not really earn anything, then you go to my website and uh, www.sandrawalston and. And since I know 99% of people don't spell my last name right, it's W-A-L-S-T-O-N, and they can go to book and purchase it uh, there, and then I send my blessings and personally autograph it and appreciate that they've supported the artist. And then also on my under articles, there's just uh, a loads of uh, free articles, the one that I mentioned, How Women Hit the Bullseye with Courage Every Time, and other articles. So there's gifts on my website uh, that they can review. So um, um, they can also sign up for my free um, Courage newsletter that comes out once a month that focuses on uh, a topic so there's uh, hopefully lots of uh, goodies of gifts that uh, might be of interest to any woman wanting to claim her feminine energy of courage. 
Well, with everything on this website and everything that you've, you've put in your books, uh, there there should be a whole army out there pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds well, good Sandra, to me. <laughs> Sandra, thank you so much. And I, I do so wish you all the uh, the the wonderful things that that will happen with this this project, and I know it's a labor of love, and and, it, and, and that yes. definitely comes out in your in your in your conversation today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, and blessings to you. Have a great day. Thank you.